I'm doing a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> hi. Um, yeah, so in this episode, um, how do I say this? Someone, something goes wrong, okay? Something goes wrong towards the end, um, and I identify somebody who I subsequently have decided I shouldn't identify. So, I have still have quite strong feelings about this. Uh, but what I've decided to do is I wouldn't want this someone to slag me off on a podcast without talking to me about the situation first. But it's something that actually happened. And so I am going to talk about this person and this situation. But what I've done is I have disguised who it is. Okay? So when you when you hear this noise... That's uh, this noise. Then that's me disguising the person's identity. Okay, and uh, and yeah, there you go. So here's here's the podcast. Oh, it's a cold and wet night, and I've just done another gig. Yeah, sorry I've left you alone for a little while, but uh, I'm back again. So uh, let's keep you up to speed. I've been on holiday, so that's why I've not been doing any gigs. It's been about a month since I did my last one which is my new stuff at the Freedom Fridge. And I, I've had a, a yurt, I've done a yurt as well, which has gone really well. And I'm now back doing a few gigs myself. So wife and kids are away, so I'm doing a gig tonight, gig tomorrow, and I'm gonna try to do one on Thursday as well. So it's Tuesday today. Ah, right, so I'm on my way back from Party Piece, which is a gig I did a little while ago, and I really enjoyed it. Despite, if you remember, despite it being just a comedian's gig, the two audience members tonight, two audience members left at half-time and then two new ones appeared uh, to take their place, which was a bit bizarre. But uh, it's, a, it's a lovely little gig, a lovely little room, and it went quite well. I've decided to rethink my whole thing. That's what I do all the time, isn't it? I always, I always do this. I, I have an idea about what I'm going to do, and then I change my mind and change it and do something totally different. And, where I am at the moment, then, is uh, I'm getting a bit inspired by Rachel. And what Rachel has done is pretty much stick with the same, the bones of the same set the whole time. And she's made little alterations as she's gone along. And that's kind of what I have been doing a little bit. But what I really need to do is have this solid, strong five-minute set um, that I can have as a go-to set where I can drop little things out, put new lines in, and so that's, that's my new new plan of approach. The main reason why I'm thinking of doing that is that um, I've got this gig on Thursday, which is, which if you know anything about comedy or stand-up comedy, you may know about this gig, but it's a long-running comedy club, and um, it's run by a guy called, and he, uh, it's on a Thursday night, it's on a Friday night, it's on a Saturday night, but I'm up on the Thursday, and it's a, it's a gig where people pay to get in, so I kind of got to be good, he wants people to be at a good standard, so that's what I've got to do, I've got to not just do new stuff, I've got I've to have stuff that's solid and works, so tonight my walk-in at Party Piece was a, an opportunity to really kind of nail down that, that set that I need to do on Thursday. So if I do it again tomorrow, which is the plan, I'm going to try rope Phil uh, into joining me and do a, a walk-in as well. And um, 
hopefully I'll be ready for Thursday with the, the set that I'm, I'm pretty good at and that works. The thing I find difficult is really being critical about my, my own work. I can look at other people's stuff and think they should really have stopped that joke there and gone straight to the punchline or they should have not done that bit or done that bit first. I, I'm quite good at doing that for other people, I think, anyway. But I, I get clueless when it's mine. One thing I've been meaning to do for quite a while is sit down with Rachel and really kind of go through my set and really get her to be honest about what is working and what she doesn't like. She's very supportive and she tells me it's all good, but <laughs> what I really need is someone to be super critical and, and help me pick out the things. When she's done that before, on the odd joke, it's really helped. It's really kind of made me focus on, on what needs to be done to make it work. So that's what I need to do. Anyway, I'm heading home now because it's, uh, it's an early night, really. It's 10 to 10. So I'm going to get home at about half 10-ish. Turn, right. turn right in 300 yards. But I'm heading home now because I've got another early shift in the morning. <sighs> Need to get some sleep. So I'll pick this up tomorrow. So I'm in a um, slightly loud coffee shop just around the corner from work at the moment and I've been doing quite well, I've managed to get another gig so i just done a, a gig last night which is another party piece one and it was a heck of a contrast to the one I did the night before. Uh, on Tuesday night I did the, as you know, the party piece uh, in King's Cross which was to pretty much just comedians which was really nice, it was a really good, really supportive little group so that was, that was great. Next night, I've got another walk-in at the other party piece uh, gig, which is in Spitalfields, a bar called Smith's. Wow, ultra cool, trendy bar. And uh, it's kind of in the city, so it's kind of, there's loads of rich people there. And I was expecting, because it's the same, same people organising it, I was expecting uh, just to be comedians again. When I got there, there were quite a few people from the night before who were doing the same gig the next night as well. So I think there were like four or five of us that just went from one to the next. So that was actually quite nice. Uh, but then I found out that there were 20 people booked in, 20 real audience members. Uh, but the show started and they weren't there. They weren't there, they didn't turn up until halfway through the second act. They just walked in and all of a sudden the whole night changed. 20, probably more, really drunk office workers who were out on a, a night out to celebrate one of their one of their mates 40th birthday it was chaos they weren't listening they were drunk heckling but not good heckling not not clever heckling just i mean for instance phil went up there and he did his set which is about not having kids but having cats and one of the guys just shouted out pussy pussy all the way through Fair play to Phil though, he dealt with him really well. So he, I think he said something like, classy guy, classy friend you've got here, Neil. Neil was the guy whose birthday it was. Uh, then I went up after Phil actually, and it was towards the end of the night, so they'd been drinking a long time by this point, and it didn't go so well. It was a real shame. I was planning, I was thinking, I know I'm going backwards and forwards and I do this all the time, as you know by now. Backwards and forwards of what material to do. I was going to do my new stuff, which is the, um, the di dissecting of the Usher song. 
but I still don't feel like I know it quite well enough to just rattle it out uh, and do it justice. So I, I reverted back. I'd convinced myself to do that. When these people arrived, I thought, oh, I need to do something I know. So I did my tried and tested set, and they weren't listening. They just weren't going for it. One guy, right at the start, I did a, I did a kind of little ad-lib at the start because it was someone's, it was this Neil's birthday. It also turned out to be someone else in the party's birthday as well. And they'd had masks made of this Neil who was turning 40. And I tell you what, let me just play that bit for you because it was quite a nice little start. Anyway. Crazy. You guys are crazy, right? Two birthdays. You pick Neil's face. <laughs> so I got off to a really, really nice start, but then within my the first little joke, someone shouted out, oh, Tim, nice but dim. But it, when I asked him what he'd said, he just went quiet and didn't say anything else. I was a bit annoyed by it and I was annoyed with it still until I just realised that that meant that my stage persona, whatever that is was, was instantly communicating that's kind of an accurate description of the, the style of jokes I'm doing so that's actually quite a good thing it's bad that he heckled, but it's quite good that he realised what I was doing, immediately got it. So that, that's actually not a bad thing, really, I suppose. But in terms of what I got out of the night, it was a tough night because it was hard work to get the jokes out um, and to keep their attention. It was annoying because there, there was a group at the front of about ten of them that were talking and occasionally heckling and stuff. Whereas the, the rest of the group were at the back of the room, which was quite a long, narrow room. And they were, they were listening and they were laughing. I was getting a lot of response. But because they were so far away, it was hard to ride it through. Uh, well, you live and learn anyway, so that's that gig done. Worth doing though, it's a nice bar. It's a nice room, it's really posh, really done up nicely. But probably a bit too long and thin and too many people too far away. You get what I'm saying anyway. Right, so on to tonight. It's Thursday now, third gig in a row, and it's going to be the same material again. Uh, the one tonight is... ...which is a gig that has been running for a long time, and subsequently, therefore, it's had a lot of really top acts over the years, or people that have started there and then gone on to be really good acts. As, you know, if you run a night for any length of time, that's going to happen, isn't it? So, it's in Leicester Square, so it's right in the centre of town. I'm not sure how many people are going to be there. Rachel did it on its first night because it, it, it just said it's been running for ages, but they just added this new venue in Leicester Square to their little roster of nights. And uh, she did it on the first night in the new venue. And uh, she said it was pretty tough. There are not many people there, and she was on at the end. I'm kind of expecting to be on at the end as well because there's a lot of people on the bill. So um, I'm not quite sure what to expect. I, I'm imagining that there'll be tourists there so there might be people from uh, other countries that might not get my my Yorkshire references but there will be there will be what 15 comedians there so they'll get them so hopefully it'll be all right and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it and then that's my week of gigs done 
and take some take a rest because I've been doing early shifts as well. I've been getting up at four o'clock in the morning to come into work, going home for an hour of sleep, getting up and then staying out till God knows when, doing a gig and then doing it all over again. So I'm looking forward to getting this one done, get home, have a little bit of a lie in before work tomorrow, which is a, a later start. So, so that's good. So keeping busy, keeping busy, and I'm hoping at the end of these three gigs that I'll have, I'll have got somewhere, I'll have, I'll have kind of got somewhere with the material. I'm gonna spend a little bit of time now drinking coffee, eating my sandwich that's gone cold, and trying to just tweak, tweak my script a bit. I still want to make it funnier. I think there are still bits to it where there is not a joke where there needs to be a joke. So. I guess that's the uh, eternal quest of the comedian is to constantly tweak and make your stuff better until it's the best it can be. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Right. Right, I'm just going to get comfortable because I'm going to let off a bit of steam now. What a waste of a night. God. It's nice like this to make you think, what the hell am I doing? Not because I was bad. I was pretty good tonight. But when you have four people watching you... Awful. Absolutely awful. I'm really annoyed because... The reason I'm annoyed is because... The person running... The, no. <laughs> runs the gig. I've never met the guy, ever. I don't know anything about him. Um, but he makes it sound like it is a big deal. That was probably the poorliest attended gig I've ever done. Oh, God, I'm so, so cross, because I was tired. I was really tired. I've done so many gigs this week. Not that many, but I did two gigs this week. And I've been working really hard um, in my normal job. And... I didn't want to come out tonight. I wanted to cancel, and I tried to find a replacement. When I got there, there was uh, there was supposed to be like sixteen acts. Turns out there were there were nine acts, or was the were the ten acts? I, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was awful. It was awful. What a waste of time. They say that no gig is is a waste of time, but. I can tell you, I got nothing out of that. Apart from just running through my material, which I could have done at home. What a waste of time. I shouldn't be so wound up by it, but I could have done so much other things. I could have gone to sleep, and that would have been a lot better. Now I'm lost as well. Oh, God. The worst thing about it is that it's Thursday night. I could have gone to the Freedom Fridge, and I could have done a set there, and that would have been lovely. But no, I had to go to a new night, which was... Oh, I'm going to stop now because I'm just going to start crying if I'm not careful. And I really don't know where I'm going, so I need to get a sat nap out. <sighs> Hopefully by the time I do another podcast, I'll be over this and I'll be happy again. But for now, see you later. <sighs> right, I've got the sat nav on now and there's one thing I was going to say. Um, I got distracted. So I didn't know where I was. Um, I'm calming down a little bit, as you can tell. Um, now, one thing I was going to say was um, the thing that annoys me the most is that 
and I did touch on it, is that he he bills this night as being a really big night, a really important night, a really worthwhile night with audiences and top acts, and it was just everything about it was awful. But the worst thing about it is that I run a gig now. I work really, really hard to get audiences in. I'm thinking about it all the time. And I'm, I don't know whether he does. I don't know whether it's just a one-off. I was talking to people. I don't think it is a one-off. But, yeah, it's hard to get an audience. It's hard. I'm struggling this month with the, the yurt uh, to get an audience. But I'm doing stuff about it. I've arranged to do an interview on BBC Radio. I'm taking steps to try and make this as successful as I can. And then you go to this pathetic attempt for a, for a gig. It's just disheartening. It's pointless. And you think, why is this gig running if that's what it's like all the time? Which is what I gather it is. One thing's for sure, I'm not going to be doing any more <laughs> gigs, not for the foreseeable future. So, that's another one to cross off the list, isn't it? Oh, right, relax. And go back to normal life.